Welcome to Fix It and Flip It. The current real estate market is ripe for rehabbing. If you want to learn how to buy the right property at the right price and learn how to project and control costs, then you've come to the right place. Our host, Tony Raffin, is from the number one rematch team in southeastern Michigan. And Kevin McClellan is Mr. Flipper Extraordinaire. Now, let's welcome Tony and Kevin. This is Fix It and Flip It. So we got a lot of news today. News. Oh, my God. Well, the hurricane bearing down that's on the East Coast. Is that the news? 140 mile an hour winds, gust to 160. I mean, that's some huge, huge stuff. Now, imagine owning some investment properties over We're there. Getting feedback. Oh, you getting feedback? <laughs> Were you getting feedback? <laughs> on your phone. Oh, okay. People are wanting to say hi and stuff like that. So it's like, I'll have to turn my volume all the way down. So, Vinny, if you're out there talking, or you, I can't, I can't talk. So, anyways, uh, sorry. Now the technical difficulties are over. Yeah, the hurricane is really bad. Um, I've got some friends out there that have some investment properties, you know, like vacation rentals and stuff like that. They don't even yeah. live near there. And one of them said, "Yeah, well, we've been hit twelve times with 130 mile an hour winds and blah blah blah." And I'm like, man, you got some really big cojones to. I've I've talked about it a few times with you know friends and people and about how we're fairly lucky for not having a whole lot of natural disaster and uh, inclement weather. Well, we did have an earthquake here uh, this summer. Yeah, I know. Which yeah. we didn't. I I thought it was a truck going by the house. Yeah, like, I was gonna say I felt Rrr. I felt the bigger I felt bigger shakes from uh, you know being at a Tigers game or something in the stands. I mean, yeah, but I mean that know. was I mean you start talking about stuff like that. Speaking of Tigers, like, I went to the Lions game on Monday oh, night. Yeah. Yeah, who yeah. was there there, Kevin? I know. We need to touch on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I saw Gary Vaynerchuk. The new owner of the Jets. He's not the new owner of the Jets. Soon. I'm, I'm thinking Did positive. Did you hear his plan? I thought it odd that he put his plan all the way out there on, on social media of how he was going to buy the Jets and become a billionaire. Well, I think, and, and I'll give it, it's almost like a projection board or a, a what do you call those boards? A, a dream board? Yeah. Years ago. What do, you I, call, what do you call that? A dream board. Circles and then lines and then... Oh, you're thinking like a... Tr- a tr- a, yeah, yeah, maybe something like that. But I remember years ago when I was working at MetroCell, it was a, uh, one of the first cellular phone companies out here. We were just, we were just going crazy. And uh, one of the things was... You know, momentum, keeping salespeople motivated. I was always motivated, so I never, I never really had to do it. But I followed through and I did that stuff. And I put a dream board together. It was funny because... On my dream board was a picture of a house that I wanted to build. Son of a gun. How old were you at this time? uh, 1985, 24. Okay. I mean, just so people have reference. Yeah. Because just not to interrupt, we'll jump right back Mm -hmm. to you. But I I was watching some of Gary V's uh, videos this morning. And one thing he said, he he had that, you know, Ask Gary V show now. And somebody called in and said, I just got out of college. I want to do this, this, and this. I have huge dreams and huge goals. And I feel like it's just not happening fast enough. And he said, be blank and patient, you know, the whole be patient. People don't you know? get it. If you're not friggin' patient, it's not it gonna doesn't happen. happen overnight. Hit the lotto yes. if you want to do it that way. And Otherwise, then it'll go quick too. You, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Easy come, easy go. But you better be patient. I don't care if you're building a business, investing in real estate. If you're not patient, think it's going to happen within a week and all of a sudden doesn't. you're going to be a millionaire. It's just it go do something else and get a nine to five. Right. Know? But back to your story. You're 24. You see so a house. 24 years old. And I saw an idea of a house I had. I took that picture and I put it on my dream board. Then I saw a boat, saw a 33 foot fountain. And I at that time we didn't know what they were. We call it a fountain. It was just 
Man, it was so sexy. It had this beak on the front. I took a picture of that and put it on the board. Literally two years later, I met a guy with one. We we had a uh, I had a buddy of mine and I had a boat in 1986. It was a 26-foot Nova, a Wellcraft Nova, and it was a cool boat. But we were we went down to Sinbad's and here was a brand new fountain parked on the sidewall. And the guy who owned its name was Mike Fox. He owned uh, Fox Jeep Eagle, Fox Chevrolet uh, up on uh, uh, Rochester Road. Rochester. Yep. Yeah, he got killed uh, recently, uh, well, several years back uh, in a motorcycle accident. He was racing Ducatis, but nice, nice guy. Anyways, I saw that boat and he's like, you want to sit inside of it? And I'm like, no, it was like... Th- Dude, first I got this picture on the wall that's been up on my wall now for eight, nine months. And then all of a sudden I see the only one on the lake. It was the only boat here. And then not only was the only boat here, he invites me on the boat. So I went and saw him again. I took a ride on the boat. I was just blown away. And literally a year later, I bought that boat. It was like a dream come true. And then that was on 1980. Let's speed the story up, though. The point is, you had the plan. I had the plan. I bought the boat. I mean, you had the dream board. I had the dream board. You knew it was it wasn't going to happen overnight. And the next week, you didn't go and you know try to loan money and this and that to buy the boat. You had a plan in place. I had a plan in place to do whatever needed <laughs> to be done to get that boat. And then the same thing happened with the house. I had a picture of the house that I liked and I wanted, and it was on my dream board. And then eventually, I didn't want the picture of the dream board anymore. And then I had an artist rendering. Of the house done. What's the next step? It's the next progression. Right. Mentally, mentally, emotionally, it feels like you're making progress towards that goal. Yeah. So then the next step, I bought a house on the lake. Okay. I bought this little ranch house on the lake that I still live at that location. But I took that house. I picked it up. I moved it. Long story short. And then I ended up using the money. Long story long. Yeah, long story long. <laughs> well, no, but I mean, uh, but, Jessica, I got to laugh. Out but her. listen, here you are. Here, here you are. You know what? Here you are, just a normal person, and you're like, you're on the lake. But how many years? What you just said in sixty seconds from nineteen eighty five till nineteen. I bought the house in nineteen eighty seven, the little ranch house. Yeah, but. but- but, but the progression 1999 of okay, by the so time I built that house. Year, let's, we're talking Correct. a 15 year yeah. span. Yeah. And I had and that's that what people need to understand, especially if they want to get into investing in real estate. It's, it's the same thing. It starts slow. Yeah. You pick up momentum, you learn. It's like putting yourself through a master's or a PhD course, you know? And back to the, the Gary V thing. So I see Gary V at, um, at the Lions game and, um, you know, his goal. Now the guy's already a multimillionaire, probably worth what? Probably a couple hundred million at this point. Several hundred I million mean, dollars. Got- now, mind you, it, this is only going back about fifteen years. May fit nineteen ninety six, so twenty twenty one years. He was a young. Immig- He's in his early forties now, right? Yes, he was a young immigrant. Okay, uh, I think he came to this country at thirteen years old, and the re- one of the big reasons he wants to buy the Jets is. Because that's how he learned to speak English, listening to the announcers. That was his uh, entryway. Made to, him feel part of the country. Without American, question. And, and you know, language. it's funny. He talks and he doesn't even talk with an accent. No. And I mean, he's Ukrainian, Russian. He, he, Serbian? No. No, Ukrainian, Is Russian. It? Yeah, he's Russian. Yeah. So, I mean, but his whole theory is the same thing that we preach every day. Longevity, relationships, you know, and and plan. Build it slow. Patience, plan. You build it slow. 
it cures, it becomes stronger, the foundation. I mean, is he better. probably knows his plan. So the guy's a multimillionaire, like like we said, I don't know, his net worth is probably around a couple hundred million at this point. But he has now a bigger plan to become a billionaire. And, he will. And buy the New York Jets, and he will. So, but it, might, but it might be 20 years from now that we see him as the owner of the New York Jets. Correct, but he will. But a guy like that who has, you just know he's not going to, he knows no quit, like he's, he's going to find a way to do it. Or he was the guy that didn't buy the fancy watches when his buddy did. He didn't buy the fancy cars when his buddy did. He buckled down, buckled down, buckled down, and he kept doubling down on himself. Yeah. And basically, it's the same as your story. I mean, it really is. Yeah. You started out with a little lawnmower. Yeah. I mean, a lawnmower. That's how you started. I was knocking on doors, printing up flyers at the little Epson. So here you are starting with a lawnmower, and you build up a clientele of how many people? 150? 120, 130. 130 people over how long a period of time? Three years. Three years. Yeah. So it didn't happen overnight. No. But then you started making money. Yeah. And then you weren't even- Saving. Saving money. But then you weren't even- Cutting grass yourself. Nope. People cut grass for you. Yeah. Sounds like a story of another entrepreneur, Marcus Limonis, the prophet. Yeah. He was 10 years old, and he had a lawn service, and he hired 15-year-olds for his lawn service, and he was 10 years old. Yeah. So it's kind of the same thing. You just start parlay, 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 and you've parlayed into a nice little fortune. Yeah. But it's but it's by I mean really the biggest thing that anybody that's listening and and that's going to get in the investment game is to to take that capital and continue to reinvest it. Like if I would have flipped my first or first, you know first couple houses and took that money and bought a fancy and, car, and bought the fancy car, and bought the Rolex or watch for twenty grand, and then went out and was starting to eat three hundred dollar dinners, like I couldn't have went and bought four more rental properties. I wouldn't have twenty six rental properties now. Right. Every single dollar was just now is starting to multiply. Every time I get the rent checks come in, it goes it goes to you know either buy another rental now, mm-hmm. or it goes to put uh, uh, buy supplies or materials or labor for uh, flip for one of the flips. Mm-hmm. I don't even see it now. Now it's just trading. Now it's just changing numbers. Well, kind of right? you understand the way people ask me. Oh, it's a big commission check. What are you going to do with it? We don't do anything with it. It's just barely see it. I've seen I've seen ten of them sitting on your desk. Yeah, it, we don't do anything. <laughs> Big with numbers. It. You're like, well, it's going to go and pay down my my mortgage on my building, so that way I have a you know million dollar building paid off in that's a couple of years. Basically, that's basically know. it. People need to look at that. The problem is, I don't know where society has gone. That everybody, especially the younger generation, actually, I think it's like everybody, probably like ninety percent of people, feels like it's not okay to save money. Like well, you should not you, save understand, or invest. Understand this. Like if you get a hundred dollars, you got to find a way to spend that hundred dollars in the next three days. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a. What's wrong with putting eighty of it in the bank? There's a couple car dealers that I'm not going to mention names. Yeah, don't mention names. Don't, don't get us. No, name. no. But th- this is their thought process. I'm not going to hire any young newbie. I want to hire a married guy who owns a house or doesn't own one, but I'm going to get him to buy one. I'm going to get him to buy a boat. And I'm going to get him in debt up to his butt. To where he has to work his so ass off. So where he off. has to work his butt He cannot off. leave. He can't leave. I can treat him the way I want. I can push him. I can push him. I can push him. I can kill the guy. He doesn't have a choice. He's got to stay. He's buried in debt, and he's in hock up to his yin-yang. And he, <laughs> <laughs> You want me to try to be clean? I know a guy like that that you know, but we won't say his name. But I kind of. You understand. You're right. Yeah. And I've never thought of that. And I've never thought they, of that from a psychological hiring point of view. 
of, of them doing that. I just spoke to one of his salesmen the other day and they said he won't hire the young kid who's aggressive where he comes from money because they don't care. Well, and they're going to want more and they're going to leave and go do something else. Absolutely. And buy their own lot. I, start, I like, have personal experience on, on people that, ha- that have come to work for me that have already had money, whether it's trust fund babies, silver spoon, mom's got cash, dad's got cash, and they don't work hard. They don't care. They don't need it. And if they don't need it, they're not the people that we need. They, and, and then if you do find the one with the entrepreneurial spirit, they go on their own and they go to be your competition. But competition breeds success. There's so yeah. much work out there. It does, we've spoke about this before. It doesn't matter. Yeah. There's, there's enough work out there. There's enough flips out there. The competition just helps you sharpen, hone your skills and become better at what you do. Yeah. And, and back again, we'll just wrap up the, the whole Gary Vee thing is what I was kind of getting at is the guy's just not complacent. So it's, it's, it's having a plan. It's saving, but it's also, but it's also not being complacent, you know. Gary V could sit there and not work another day in his life. He could invest his money, right? Yeah. But this guy is gonna like work fifteen no, hour days. But why are the people there are people out there that are gonna say he's greedy? No, it's got nothing to do with greed. It's nothing. It's it's the challenge. Yeah, it's the challenge. He set a goal so high now that it's gonna take him the rest of his life to to attain it. Attain it. Mm-hmm. And accumulate the, the the net worth to be able to do that. I ho- I hope he does not go to his grave, not getting. <laughs> you know what I mean. Well, you hope he goes to his grave. <laughs> no, you no, mean you, you don't you, want him to go you, to his period. Grave. You don't want him to go to his grave. I don't want anybody to go to their grave. But <laughs> let's face it, it goes for anybody out there not being happy or satisfied with what they've done in their lifetime, right? I mean, yeah. we, we could do a whole other show on that. That's probably getting a little deep, but. We you should. Know, it's it's that trade off of being successful, working, obtaining goals. I tell everybody, it's not. It, it sounds cliche. It's honestly not about the money. Like you say the same thing. It's not. It's honestly not. Like there's a point where enough. It is was enough. about the money in the beginning. You know? Well, it has to be because, you, like they say, if the top guy's not okay, nobody else is okay. That's correct. If if if, if the head of the family's okay, the rest of the family's not okay. Unfortunately, this country is based on money and to buy groceries and pay for housing and and buy shelter and whatever, uh, yeah, you so need money. Who's the guy that said uh, money doesn't buy happiness? They're shopping at the wrong store. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it helps. It, 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 money is not the root of all evil. Lack of money is the root of all evil. Okay. I, my, my other theory is money is an amplifier. If you're bad, money will make you worse. If you're good, money can make you better. You can donate more. You can help more people. Yeah. You can teach more people. I mean, it's all about the legacy you leave. We're only here for us, you know, not that long. Oh, super short period of time in the grand scheme of things. It's crazy how how short we're here. It's scary, you know. And what else is going on today? Twelve o'clock? No, one is it one one o'clock today? What's that? The new Apple announcement. We're talk, we're talking about not spending money. Yeah, you know, and what's and coming out? I'm not. I'm not an Apple guy. So. New iPhones, new Apple watches, new iPads, new uh, MacBook Pros. So the Apple's making their big announcement. They do this every year, so uh, everybody looks forward to it. So we're looking. I'm I'm looking for a possible Apple Watch. Um, everyone that I'm talking to that has one seems to find a great use for it. I'm not really a watch guy. I have a Rolex at home. I don't wear it yeah. only, only when I go out and it's like, it was a, it was a gift years ago when I sold my businesses and I bought it for myself as like a, a somewhat retirement present, even though I knew I wasn't retiring, but yeah. I always wanted a Rolex. I finally bought one Well, you, and now it sits on a shelf. <laughs> put your time in, you saved and you're yeah. able to do it. I mean, there's a difference. So, 
Hi, Ian Mason. I know you're watching. He, Ian wanted to call in. He, what, he, what is the number? What's the call in number? Oh, let me see here. What's the call in number? 248 248 579 579 5295 5295. Yeah, Ian, call in. We're going to get Ian to call in, man. This guy's, you know, hustler, kind of like us. Oh, yeah. Realtor. Young, master How marketer. No, he's actually, he looks young, but he's 38. 38 years, so he's your age. Yeah, well, I'm a little, a little younger. younger. You're a little yeah. younger, but yeah, so kind of the same. Uh, uh, Was in the game for a while, got out and, and came back in, had the knowledge, had the marketing skills. Sometimes and, sometimes it, it a little too young. When you start out too young, it doesn't work because people look at you in a whole different realm like you're not knowledgeable. Maybe like This if, market's tough for, new, for newbies to enter, to enter the market. <laughs> Do we got a call in here? Yep. We got somebody on the line here. No. Who, who, who's there? The yeah, we're having a hard time hearing you. Speak up. Oh, there you are. Well, I got a strange feeling this isn't going to go well with the computer and everything. But... <laughs> yeah, we got Ian. Mason. I can't hear Tony anymore. Hi, Ian. That's there because Can you you're talking. I don't want to blow. I don't want to blow you out the door, buddy. Oh, we got realtor Ian Mason on the phone. What are you up to today, Ian? Well, I've spent the last seven or eight minutes listening to you guys. It's been uh, motivational. Yeah, well, we hope so. I mean, that's the point of it. You know, I know me and you, just like me and Tony, have lunch all the time and talk business and life and, and goals. I know me and you sit and have uh, have lunch and breakfast and, all the time and, and chat about that. And uh, it's always good to sit around and talk business and uh, try to motivate, you know, people, especially the younger generation. Um, you don't have to try to motivate us. We're motivated all the no, time. No, I mean, that's the thing. It's yeah. like, like they say, uh, what is it? You know, surround yourself with four successful people, you'll be the fifth. Yeah. Surround yourself with four unsuccessful pe- people, you'll be the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll find myself sitting around a table with, you know, guys like Ian and a couple of his buddies or you and Louis Bricolas. And, you know, we're not talking about like the newest movie that came, but like mundane, just like, stupid no, stuff. we're just talking about theories talking and about ideas theories, and how to, ideas, uh, maybe business, what we can buy, right. but um, what do you got going on today? You need an inspection, you got a couple deals going on, trying to clear some stuff up before you head out of town, eh? Yeah, heading out tomorrow morning. It's 67 letters out this morning, trying to buy a unique house down on the water, and uh, what else? Getting packed, running around like an idiot, dropping off this and that, you know, two inspections coming up, drain cameras, Sign a purchase agreement tonight at seven, and uh, hopefully get a good night's rest. Right on. You going on vacation, buddy? Leaving for Miami tomorrow morning. My man, I you're going to buy some. There a time or you're two. Gonna, you're going to buy some properties down there. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Listen to what Ian's doing because I know because I'm good friends with them. Ian, what are you doing <laughs> in the next three days? Uh, flight lands in Miami Beach. Taking Uber over to a new. 57 Sunseeker Portofino and um, take it Oceanside from Fort Lauderdale to Miami Beach Marina and spend four days messing around learning how to drive it on Biscayne Bay. So we won't say his name, but you're <laughs> just ding the bell. Ding. We won't say his name, but you're going to, you're going down with a buddy who just bought it right and helping him kind of get it situated and in, in, in over to the bay and um, so. Yeah, this this trip I'm going to do my best to make sure I'm just dead weight. Might throw a line or two here and there, but. For sure, for sure. I don't think, I, Ian, I don't think Ian, it would be much help. Ian works with, obviously, the owner-occupant, the buyer, the seller. But, Ian, you do quite a biz- bit of business with investors as well, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, we have a few deals going on, but, I mean, I'm not your only, just like I'm not Tony's only investor he works with. You've got you've got a handful of investors that you diversify uh, with yourself. What uh, what challenges do you find working with investors? 
Or or the pros, the pros and the cons. The biggest tricks with the investors is relates to uh, the story of the six P's. Prior planning prevents piss poor performance. Ooh, wow, that's a good one. I like that one. Wow, write that down. Prior planning. <laughs> prior planning. I'm writing that prior down planning right now. prevents piss poor performance. Prior planning prevents. So go ahead. So you know whether it's not having contractors in line. I mean, kind of like you guys were talking about earlier. I mean, it takes a lot of perseverance and time to get through this stuff. Um, you know, if it's important to you to be protected with LLCs, we'll file them, get them ready. If it's important to have, you know, hide behind, you know, the LLC and not be found and get the money in an account, you know, get it ready to go. Know the neighborhood, drive the street, you know, start understanding what sells. You and make what that, it can sell you make forward. that sound, you make that sound a little, uh, uh, uh like, uh, almost standoffish not to be found it's not the point of not to be found but it's to be protected protect yourself or to, pre- to protect your necessary, assets i think he's saying put the necessary steps in place i mean if you know you're supposed to do a b and c do it do it mm-hmm. don't wait till it's too late well you know i you know i disagree with you i mean i've stood on plenty of lawns with kevin you know and it's fine to shake the you know make friends with the neighbors and all that good stuff but i mean at the end of the day i mean you don't want somebody showing up at your front door for whatever reason. I mean, you should be hidden. Like it's, you don't have to hide when you're at the house, but I mean, you shouldn't have your cell phone number on the LLC docs at the state for a guy like me to sift you out and run you, you know, come find you. Yeah. Like to me, I mean, I think your LLC should be filed with a resident agent. It should have a business address. I mean, you know, when you go to submit an offer, I mean, you don't want Kevin McClellan and half a billion dollars. You know, to be seen by the person looking at. Wow! The, uh, if you find that guy, let me know. <laughs> What's that? I said, if you find that Kevin McLeod with half a billion, billion, let me know. <laughs> he was inheriting Gary V's money. Yeah. Now, probably one of the most frustrating things, Ian, is I know you've dealt with it, and Tony has as well, working with some investors, which just boggles my mind, is having to sell a house three or four times. Before oh it actually God. sells, maybe you could explain what I mean by that having to sell it three or four times. Oh, there are so many reasons for that, but uh, generally, quality of repairs. Um, you know, the idea that man, I don't even know where to start with that. Just uh, you know, you need to more or less have a home inspection before you list it if you can't do it yourself. You need to be honest with a third party and have a third party look at it and listen to their opinion and look at it. Um, I agree with you. I agree with you 100 percent on that. I think most investors, if they don't have a crew and guys in place, should actually. And I think I think some home inspection companies should start doing like an hour cursory inspection for the investor type that does multiple properties a year that they send them in before the house hits the market and try to find those four or five things that could possibly kill a sale. I do it on my own. I have my in-house guys. So I tell my guy, Mike and Ryan, I'll send them in, and I'll tell them, the house is going on the market tomorrow. I want you to spend two hours at the house tomorrow and do a home inspection. Check check for drips, check for leaks, check for, check for gas leaks, check the appliances, the dishwasher draining, everything. It's just a punch list is all it is. It's a punch That's list. That's all it really is. These guys will do it for you, whether it's, I mean, I don't, you know, I guess I hate to drop any name. Without Go ahead, drop another. I'll drop a name. I Go mean, ahead. Bill Tuttle, home team inspections in Gross Point. I've been using the guy, you know, since day one, and he does that. He'll come in and do a, you know, a, a 
preemptive inspection before you list and let you know what they're going to find. Oh, that's um, a great idea. Yeah. You know, Kevin. Yeah. Kevin Stripling. Ian uses Kevin. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We've had yeah. Kevin on the show. It yeah. was a great, it was a great show because we, we'd like to bring awesome Kevin back guy. on because the information that he has is just phenomenal over the course of the last 20 years. And I've been using him for the last 20 years. I mean, he's just out of this world. Yeah. No, Kevin does an outstanding job. It's a great outfit. Um, you know, the right down to the receptionist there. I've, it's been a great resource. I mean, I, you know, I almost, I try to apologize to Kevin when I talk to him or see him. It's just, you know, Bill's almost nostalgic. I've used him since day one. The guy's almost retired and Kevin's on deck, you know, so. Yeah. Hey, listen, the, there's, um, there's no issue with having two or three guys in the Rolodex to call because not everybody's going to be available all the time, right? Well, you, yeah, you need that too. I mean, uh, there's a lot of these situations. I mean, you talk about investor purchases. Another thing these guys need to do is they need to be fast, especially today. And, um, you know, in regard to the home inspectors and things like that, I mean, it's important to have a line of them because, yeah, sometimes they're booked three, four, five days out. But If they're um, any good. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But doesn't that make your, like your job and Tony's job so much easier when the major things are done and the investor says, my house is ready to put on the market? Well, I mean, the, you know, the few times I've had the opportunity to sell one of your homes is absolute pleasure because not never, I've said it a bunch of times and it's no nonsense. I, I've never dealt with nicer homes and they're a pleasure to work with and sell because there are no issues. Um, certainly dealt with a number of other ones. I mean, I went to, a. I kind of do this for people on my own as a preemptive home inspection. I mean, I don't bring a ladder and look at the chimney, but, you know, I take a hard look at it, educate a guest. We went to a homeowner's house in Harper Woods yesterday, need to sell it in a flash. And, you know, it's you got banister missing. You've got, you know, weeds coming up through the deck. You've got the C of O issues that were never addressed. And it's like the average, this woman can call somebody and I'm sure they'll put it right on the market. That she's going to base her new purchase on the sale of her home. And the, there's no way that's going to pass inspection. Not the first time, not the second, not the third. It's going to be a headache. I do the same thing. You know, yeah, I was going to say that as much as you and Ian might be different in some regards, cause I know you both very well. You guys are both like two of my best friends, mm-hmm. but you guys are, are very, very similar in that respect that you'll give them the information. Maybe it'll be delivered in a little different way between you two, but you will both be very honest and let them know that this, 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 and this has to be done. Like, I'm not going to waste my time, like we just said, and have to sell the house four times because it fails inspection three times. Well, I don't know about, like, the other realtors that could be listening in here, but I think Ian and I probably work the same as this. Uh, I was always taught there was different ways to do listing appointments. And when, when I was originally taught how to sell homes or how to go in a listing appointment, you bring all the paperwork with you, and, you know, it's sign here, sign here, and it's like... Uh, dude, you know what? Um, I'm here for an interview and it's not for you, the, the buyer, the seller to interview me. It's for me to interview him and for me to take a look at the property. Cause I, I go by like a, a one, I go like a two to three step listing appointment. I go there the first time, meet them, see if we can even interact together. Cause yeah. they may be stubborn. I may be too loud or too obnoxious or too direct. Uh, one thing about me, I'm very direct. I think Ian's the same way. Yeah, uh, we're just direct. We say it the way it is. If we don't get your listing, it's okay. Yeah, we don't need your listing. We want your listing. We want to be able to work your listing. Sure. But then we go through and say, look, what do you want? Do you want to get, you want to get it gone without doing anything? Like somebody like you comes to the table, or 
Do you need to do a few repairs to get that top dollar out of it? Let's retail it out of here. Yeah. And it's like you said, well, it's missing a banister. There's a there's a light socket that, uh, or excuse me, a, a junction box that's uncovered. A lot of the stuff is minuscule stuff that could take a handyman maybe a half a day just going through that little punch list that your inspector could give to somebody. Boom, boom, boom. Yesterday, we sold our our, our flip the other day. And the inspection went through, and it was basically a Kevin McClellan house. Yeah. It was spotless. Yeah. And the guy's like, hey, I got a, I got two problems. We're going to have to renegotiate. I said, what's those problems? He goes, there's two junction boxes in the garage that don't have covers on them. <laughs> so, so he was kidding. He was joking uh-huh. around. Yeah. Uh-huh. But but he's like, the inspector said, why am I here? Yeah. This house well, is- it's a new house. It's ba- But it's that's the whole idea. You do your stuff the same way. Correct. And when you do it right- as from an investor, because we're not talking, we're not talking a homeowner right now. We're talking an investor, a guy who buys a flip. Remember when you and I met, and I met you on the expressway, and and you said, "Come and look at my house." Yeah. And I said, and I walked through the house, and I said, "You need to do this, 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 yeah. and this." Your previous agent, who unfortunately worked for me at the time, he didn't say that to you. Right. He just took what you said. Let me list it. I'll get you this, and had dreams. Me and Ian don't do that. Right. We're realistic about where we're well, at. Well, I mean, there's so many deals that are falling apart lately. Ian, I think we were talking about it the other day about it just seemed the percentage of deals that are falling apart has seemed to been like on the uptick. Or is that just, there's probably no facts to go well, on that. But I mean, are you seeing more fall apart because of like picky home inspectors or, or sellers refusing to make the necessary repairs? Well, there's a few places there. I think one, the home inspectors are definitely the technology and stuff that these guys have. They can they can come up with a much more thorough report that's far more critical than they used to. That's true. Right. Um, Good point. Good point. Drones with but, heat sensors that show how you lose uh, heat through exactly. poor insulation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have even increasing codes and things. I mean, when you think about it, these guys learn all these new codes, and every time they update them, the guys are like, "Well, they're going to be behind on this, but this doesn't fly." These, you know. But I think more so. I think a lot of it kind of goes back to what Tony was just talking about. The real estate's been such a frenzy. You have a lot of um, new people into the profession. They're certainly welcome. And we all started somewhere. But again, with the technology, these guys are out rifling through, telling every homeowner that, you know, prices are through the roof and it's time to sell and it's time to sell. And they're walking in going, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Sign here. Let me throw a sign in the yard. See you later. And so I think those types of things really add to the idea of deals falling apart because you know, you got a lot of people out there begging for the business right now, and you got a lot of people pushing and shoving to, you know, get the homes listed. So it's true. And everybody, you know, we, got, we, got, we got realtor Ian Mason on the line for Premier Property Services at Gross Point um, on the show. If you have any comments or, or, or questions, go ahead and call in or comment. Um, me and Tony were just talking earlier about how many houses are sitting on the market. And I think you mentioned that as well that uh, you drive the streets now, and there's four or five for sale signs within a you know, a couple hundred yards. Oh yeah. The inventory's up and you know, this is a, I don't want to frighten everybody because I don't think, um, I don't think there's any great way to determine it, but I think Tony would agree. Typically the last two weeks of August are nearly silent. You know, everybody's got Correct. back to school. Great vacation. time for vacation, but you can't because your kids are <laughs> yeah. in school. Yeah. yeah right. So yeah. either way I, I end up with a, I sold um, a gentleman's home in uh, East point and he's moving to St. Clair shores. So we went out, um, in that last two weeks leading up to Labor Day there, and we toured 35 homes. Um, That's a lot of all work. All brick ranches. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. And I'm not afraid of it. I've always been one to, to route them and I enjoy seeing the inventory and, you know, I don't know the, I think Kevin knows, I don't know about you. You know, I, I try to stick very tight to a neighborhood. I, I won't really go that far away. Um, so I enjoy going and seeing the inventory and just kind of, you know, boots on the ground, but we saw his criteria, three bed brick basement garage under 175. you know, generally there were, a, when we started, there was a total of 64 options in there. We viewed 35 of them. I had my assistant do offer checks on all of them, which we do for all the showings. Um, 90% of what came back was no Ian, no offers, which is a 180 degree turn from what we dealt with even Correct. a month or two yes, ago. Yes, yes. This was back in June, um, May or June. That those numbers would be completely flip flopped. Absolutely. Yeah, but yeah, I think that might we, be. When, I, I mean, I think that might open up the time where we parlayed into the investor standpoint of like like me and you were chatting the other day, and it's it's kind of the time now for investors to maybe be able to steal some properties because of the high inventory, because of the days on market, because of the time of year and the market slowdown. Well, it's amazing to think such a gigantic, broad trend might have been visible like that. But many of those homes were obviously the baby boomer vacating types that, you know, we've heard about. Um, so many of them were obviously occupied by seniors and things who left. They were vacant, which is another one that's, you know, a little bit seems, you know, a little bit new. Um, but now watching this same market, I expected or had hoped that the inventory would go down following Labor Day. So I ran the same search criteria for fun and found that it actually increased. So not only did the, not only did the total inventory in that criteria increase from 64 to 70. Oh, he's might be switching over to his Bluetooth. The Still number there? of properties that were on market for 30 days plus increased from 26 to 35. So again, you know, you watch now as a few days, a week has passed, it's been price reduction, price reduction, price reduction. And like I said, many of these are vacant senior, like these homes are going to be disposed of liquidated. So yeah, I mean, in the eyes of investment, if you're looking to buy homes, like now is the time. I, Absolutely. I, mean, I think shot, shotgun approach is the way to do it. Like, I, st- I still think right now the amateur realtors out there or, you know, that call amateurs, I apologize. It well, might be. There's nothing that's the, not. The, 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 All right. I'm, I'm just saying the people that are inexperienced are going in and, and letting unbeknownst homeowners to let them know, oh, yeah, I'll get you this high number for your house when that high number was a Kevin McClellan flip number, not, you know. That's happening a lot. It's happening a lot. And and, and it, just like our house and just like your house, it, they're looking at that and they're using that as the template for the neighborhood. And as the template for the neighborhood, it doesn't even come close to being a realistic number. It, it's more so um, – mediocre yesterday yesterday we we showed a house yesterday and it was it was a nice looking house from the outside but the minute you walked in it was dog yeah you know or or what we would say in realtors uh language pet friendly yeah (laughs) (laughs) pets were very welcome in this oh they were very welcome there and i I think they were still there their ghosts were still there and i mean carcass was somewhere listen plain and simple the house smelled like shit okay (laughs) It, it was terrible 
and the realtor priced it as a fully renovated Fully renovated. And I'm like, dude, you're out of your gourd. You didn't move a wall. You didn't update a kitchen. The floor is buckling in the basement. The ceilings are sagging from the moisture in the basement. You know, the basement's been waterproofed, and you can see that it was a poor job that they did, and they're pricing at this high level, and they're getting, well, that's what they got. You have to be realistic. That is such a, like, like ridiculous blind point of like outlook or thought process that that house got that i'm gonna list this house for this how as how as a realtor or or even a seller can you not look at like the basics of another house and see the upgrades and know that 30 or forty thousand was put in that home i mean it's kind of common knowledge well, you don't need to be an investor they, to know that it's they they uh, many of the they you know you talk to homeowners and they kind of say the same thing they're like homes are selling for x you know, down the street or, you know, they sold for this and it's, you gotta, you really gotta bring them back down to earth. And it's, you know, okay, let's go take a look at your furnace. Let's go take a look at your hot water tank about that roof, you know. And likewise, even dealing with the investor standpoint, I know both of you probably run into it as my houses are, I really don't save anything now at this point. I mean, every base molding, trim, outlet, slight switch, everything. Yeah, but you don't do a mediocre flip No, but my point is full flips. Correct. But my point is that, I think both of you probably run into the same issue, not only with the with Sally homeowner trying to sell the home, but the investor that calls you and says, I just renovated a home. I want to ask 200000 for it. I just redid the whole thing. And you guys show up and see that it's the same nasty carpet. Mm-hmm. The base, the molding's been caulked and painted over 16 times. The basement's got the shuffleboard Yeah, the I ba- mean, they yeah. put some new cheap granite in that was a remnant that doesn't even go with the old cabinets that they painted Correct. and they threw some new hardware on. So I mean, that's, that's not a that's not a rehabilitation. That's not, that's not a rehab. No. For the investors out there, if you're going to ask top dollar, make sure you got the budget and can put the money in the house and ask for that top dollar. Otherwise, it's just going to be sitting on the market. Well, there's a lot of would be flippers. You're you're doing this for the long haul, like Gary V does what he does for the long haul. Yeah, you know it, and it's not. It's like me and Ian. We sell real estate for the long haul. Yeah. You know, we're not investors. I mean, we piddle paddle, but we're not investors. No, you guys Ian, do what you do best. We do what we do best, yeah. and we know it. Niche is rich, broad is broke. There you go. <laughs> Pigs get fed, hogs get, get slaughtered. slaughtered. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Ian, we're going to be wrapping up the show. I know you got to go to a home inspection with one of your buyers, so we appreciate you calling in. Realtor Ian Mason from Premier Property Services, associated with uh, James Buffalino, another good friend of mine in uh, Gross Point. And Ian, Woods. you do have the best signs out there. Best signs. <laughs> big, heads, big heads all over Gross Point and Harper Woods. I'll see you, Ian. See you, Ian. Thanks for Thanks for thanks for letting me uh, you know hang out on your show. I appreciate it. See we'll you have you on. Sit in. Yeah, for we'll one have of you us. in the uh, in the studio. I'd love to. Take right, care, pal. Bye bye. Have a good. Thanks, guys. Bye. Yeah. Uh, you know Great what? I, call here another realtor's point of view. Yeah, yet still very similar. Obviously, to you guys I, think a lot alike. People that do good and are successful have a lot of common qualities. Yeah, there are some unconventional people out there. Sure. But at the end of the day, Ian and I pretty much do the same thing. We focus on a lot of investment type strategies. We do homeowners. I do all my personal referrals are my own. Yeah. Uh, but once no again, yeah. we still go to our basics, the relationship, the longevity and doing things right and not being afraid to say what needs to be said because, Hey buddy, you didn't do your job right. You didn't do this. We need to get this done. You know, a buyer's going to come in and say, wow, I got to put a roof on. That's $8,000. Uh, what did it cost you to do the roof, Kev? Thirty five hundred bucks. Correct. So that eight thousand dollar deduction now may be the value where you wanted to be. I had a lady this morning who was in the office to do a listing appointment, and she says, "Oh, I got a new roof." 
okay, so now I'm not going to take away value because you have to have a roof on a house. Sure. It doesn't add value to your right. house. It just doesn't deduct value from what a, a, a house the comp, would be. The comps. Correct. Show. So you showed her the comps and, and then adjust from there. Right. So yeah. those are those are some important things. I did want to talk about one subject. Do we I think have we got time one or? subject. We got a couple minutes. We'll squeeze it in. Some creative financing. Creative financing. Yeah. Now, you and I did this on a house. Yeah. You've done this before, but most people don't realize this. How do we go about finding a property? And it's very unique and it doesn't happen all the time, but you find a property yeah. that someone owns free and clear or owes a little bit of money on yeah, it. Yeah, either or. doesn't matter. They're moving in somewhere else. You could take care of the flip. They still own the house. When you sell it, you make the profit together. You give them a guaranteed number, what you're going to give them for the house. Yep. And anything above and beyond that, after your expenses are paid. There's a percentage profit sharing. Correct. Yeah. And then you guys share in the profit equally. Yeah, I mean, it works out great. We've done it a couple of times. It's it's unconventional. You better have paperwork in place Correct. to protect yourself or know the person very, very well. Um, there's there's ways to do that. We can get into that on another show. And but if you'd like to talk to us about it, inbox us, and I'll gladly give you a call and tell you how to set it up. Yeah, but it was a but, great idea. Oh, I mean, it's a phenomenal win-win situation for a couple of reasons. Number one, keep the property in the homeowner's name. Number one, that, that stops the, the transfer of title Correct. to where you get that 90-day hard stipulation where you can't from sell the, the lender. house from, from the from, lender from no, the fanny freddie from the, you can't sell the house on an fha loan for right they're days. preventing they're trying to prevent flipping fraud flipping i think yeah. a lot of different things yes. almost like an anti-flipping thing but it's not but so number one it gets around that so now the house has not changed ownership the lady guys owned it for 10 20 years um now, as an investor, you're way less out of pocket for the principal to purchase that property. Let's say you're guaranteeing them sixty or $70,000 for the Brick Ranch in St. Clair Shores. You, you don't have to come up with that. No. It stays in their name. Right. All you have to do, you have your guys in place. You have money for the renovation cost. You renovate the property. You put it on the market. Now, it's open to conventional FHA, VA, any Everybody. type of mortgage. You sell it. And you work out a number, obviously, before of what you're going to take after all expenses and what they're going to take. And it's a win-win. Right. I mean, if you can make $20,000 and have on a $100,000 investment or make $20,000 on a $25,000 investment, because all you had to do was come up with the renovation cost. Absolutely. You know. So that's another tip for you guys out there that are looking. I don't care where you're at. I don't Partner care with what, people. Partnership. Partnership. Be with, creative. Yeah. And you'll find people, maybe the family, maybe the family of a... Uh, Probe, uh, of someone who passed away estate. a probate case in a state, yeah. they need to sell the property, but they don't want to give it away. But you're willing to do the repairs and say, look, if you let me do the repairs without buying the house, I'll give you a $10,000 bonus on the value, but you got to wait for the flip to get done. Yeah. I've got complete control of the property. We'll have a contract drawn up. It's a real simple contract. Yeah. And I've done it a couple of times. It's worked out great. You and I did it together. We did it together. We had literally a $13,000 investment that we each profited $13,000 yeah. on. So, I mean, we walked away with a and I think we sold it out. We were able to sell it on FHA mortgage. Because, FHA mortgage, yeah. Because it didn't change ownership. And the lady who's, the lady was happy. She, she was made so an extra happy. six to 10000 yeah. $10, no, dollars. she made yeah an extra ten thousand dollars. Ten grand, I mean that's yep. huge. To wait, what she wait an extra two sixty days? Sixty days. For 10 we more, didn't have that for del- ten we, more grand, and we did not have the delay. Yeah. 
of the FHA and conventional financing that said, no, you can't do it because you're flipping it. Yeah, that's just one of the little tricks. We'll get into more of the one, more of them and how to be creative in future shows, but I think we'll wrap it up. Yes. You know, if you got a home you want to buy, sell, invest, Tony works you know, with more investors than just me, so give him a call at 586-773-4400. Or our website, www.talktotony.com. And Kevin, uh, if somebody needs to sell a house quickly, they don't want to deal with the buyers walking through it, they can get a nice, fresh cash offer, close in seven days, they'll be in and out. How do we get a hold of you? Yeah, give me a call, 586-855-4041, or go to my Facebook page, Cash, the number four, Your House Now, or my website, www.cash, the number four, yourhousenow.com. I have the cash available to close your deal in about five to seven days as, to, as soon as we get title work done. I'm doing it with a deal right now. Some uh, some people got jacked around with a house in East Point by some wannabe wholesaler, tied the house up, told them they had cash to buy it, didn't. They called me. We met with the title lady. We're closing this Friday. Um, they're going to get their money, be done with the property. So if you want a quick sale, it's dilapidated, um, whatever the circumstances, reach out to me, uh, 586-855-4041. And please, for everybody who's watching the show or tuning in or catches the show later, uh, look look for us in iTunes, Google, Google uh, Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Stitcher and uh, look for us at Fix It and Flip It. And we've also on, we have our own YouTube channel, too. So we're working on that. Subscribe, watch the show, send in your questions so we can help you out. And uh, we we'll look forward to having some uh, other people on the show soon here to talk about the renovation investing, process, real estate, investing, real estate, and, everything in between. And Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> and Gary Vaynerchuk. Ah. <laughs> we'll mention him one more time. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good week, everybody. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Fix It and Flip It with Tony Raffin and Kevin McClellan. Be sure to stop by our Facebook page, like it, and follow. And come back again next week so you can arm yourselves with the tools and strategies to become a successful real estate entrepreneur. This is Fix It and Flip It.